You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. My first on the Florida Trail was in Little Big Econ. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Where I was like, oh, Orange Blazes, or I could be on Blue Blazes. What's the difference? Oh, this is the Florida Trail. If I keep walking, I'll end up in Pensacola. And uh, so, yeah, that was my first one. And then mostly random day hikes throughout central Florida. So I grew up in Seminole and Orange County. So uh, it goes like through the metropolitan area there. So it's just me wandering around. I'm like, oh, there's there's that trail again. (laughs) (laughs) That was Hattie Spring, Florida hiker and adventurer, as well as Florida Trail Association Next Gen Coalition representative. And I'm your host, Misty Little. Earlier this year, I put out a call for Oceaner Lake hikers to come on the podcast and share their stories so I could get their perspective on that segment of, well, it's not really the Florida Trail, but I think we've all come to think of it as a special little piece of the FT. We've heard from Sandra Friend, who helped put the Ocean Lake Trail together, as well as Josh Widowfield on his Ocean Lake hike and subsequent Florida Trail through hike. Hattie answered that call, and I'm so glad she did. We had a delightful conversation that spans the FT as well as adventure racing, paddling, and volunteering. We cover a lot in our conversation. All right, let's hear what Hattie has to say. All right, well, Hattie, I am excited to chat with you today. I you know, re-scrolling through your Instagram account to kind of get to know you a little bit better. I mean, I've followed you for a while, but I don't always see everything. But I was like, man, you do some cool things. So I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> if you want to um, introduce yourself a little bit, your name is Hattie Spring. I think it's a really cool name and just based on all the things you do. So yeah, introduce us who you are. Yeah. So yes, I love my name too. <laughs> um, I'm actually engaged now. And one of the first questions is, are you changing your name? I'm like, no, I'm keeping my last name. <laughs> it's too cool. I'm not giving that up. Um, I'm a second generation Floridian born and raised in central Florida and have loved exploring Florida as I've grown older and grown to appreciate the nature that we have here. Um, I didn't always love hiking. I would go up to like Georgia and North Carolina with my family growing up and I didn't really like longer hikes and Mm -hmm. I especially didn't like hikes if they weren't to a certain place we ended up on the AT one day and I just could not get past the concept that we were just walking until we felt like turning around (laughs) and I was so concerned that we were never going to turn around and that we would end up in Maine (laughs) so I threw quite a tantrum and so it was pretty pretty funny when I told my mom I was getting into backpacking and she was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Do you not remember this time? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But she's like, I planted that seed. So it worked out in the end. That's good. Well, that's cool that you had such an introduction to the AT at a young age and, and at least that exposure. I mean, I think, you know, I think a lot of us have that exposure, whether it's through like just a camping trip or maybe you're in scouting or something, but then we all become teens and have different focuses <laughs> mm-hmm. and eventually it'll come back around to us. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. In uh, high school and college, I started hiking, going for short day hikes in the little big econ state forest. And then I started noticing the signs that it's maintained by volunteers. And so that's actually how I got involved with the Florida trail association was following those signs to the website and getting plugged in there. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we just start there then? Because I know that's not in the order of what I wrote. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> let's just start there then, because I was curious about that because you had done a lot of volunteering and maybe start there. Like, how did how did those first efforts connecting with them go? Yeah. So I went to the website and I clicked on how to get involved, and I found their uh, their staff led volunteer work parties and. I had always wanted to spend more time in Ocala National Forest, and they were having a staff-led party there in Juniper Springs, the wilderness. And so that was my very first work party was in wilderness, which was funny because there's no motorized equipment allowed. Yeah. So we're out there with loppers and hand saws and everything. So then when I finally made it to the next work party, I'm like, whoa what are all these power tools? <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> Life is easier. Uh, yeah. And everyone, I, I didn't know a single person there. Um, I was meeting up with Jeff Glenn, who's the regional trail manager for that area. And he was super communicative with me and texting me like, Hey, want to make sure that like, you know, where we're going and everything. Are you coming to camp tonight? And so he was the only person that I was really in touch with um, through the Eventbrite meetup. So he had my contact information. And then I got there. And I mean, I just, everyone was so wonderful. It was, it was a ton of fun um, doing all the, the maintenance. And then also just hanging out at camp at night and cooking and chatting with everyone. It was super fun. And then that was in... 2019 and then i i didn't stop <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's really cool and i, I like uh the, some of the photos you share you know the before and afters you get an idea of like you know just the amount of work you do and yeah because sometimes you don't always feel like you're doing a lot just you know trimming a trail but sometimes you do do a lot what are some of the projects you've worked on besides you know that first juniper wilderness area yeah so i've done juniper about three times now i think um it's kind of near and dear to my heart because that was my first one so i keep going back i've also worked in osceola national forest um Sewanee area and down in central upper reaches of south um i think it's three lakes water management area was another okay. one oh and i did a women's trail maintenance event oh cool so yeah it was uh that's when vaughn worked for fta and so it was jenna vaughn and they partnered with girls who hike florida and nice. it was all women out there and it, we were right on the Kissimmee River and it was, it was super fun. We had like a spa night at the fire. <laughs> at night. We had face masks and made hot chocolate. So that was very extravagant. Yeah, to that's the other fun. Parties. <laughs> I was waiting for you to yeah. say you're doing pedicures or something. <laughs> yeah, not that far. I'm in the midst of planning another one. We haven't had one since 2020. So I'm trying to get that going now. So that's an idea for the next one. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, yeah, no, I like the idea of the women's groups. So how often are you going out there? Like once or twice a year or do you volunteer quarterly? What's your schedule? Um, for volunteering for FDA? Yeah, just, yeah, general volunteering. Yeah, um, I, I do it year round. So I'm actually part of the Next Generation Coalition. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we do tabling events, um, outreach. Uh, just last month, I went to a brewery in Sanford and they had their campfire stories summer series and talk to people about Florida Trail Association, trying to get more people out to volunteer. Um, I, I volunteered at the, it was a Girl Scouts event at Florida Polytech in Lakeland. So it's all young kids, Girl Scouts. And that was a lot of fun because that's one of my main passions is trying to get more women outdoors. So, you know, get to them young. Uh, So yeah, I, I volunteer probably at least once a month out with the public or out doing trail maintenance. Um, but I mean, we always have our meetings and we're always planning other stuff. So FT is, is a big part of my life. Oh, well, that's exciting. I didn't realize how, yeah. how involved you were with the volunteering. That's really good. Yeah. Now, so on those outreach events, are you getting a lot of people interested in, in volunteering? How many, I guess, what's the recruitment uh, look like for that? Um, a lot of it is trying to get people to know about the Florida trail first um, and then telling them about the trail maintenance and what it takes to upkeep because they, they don't realize that it's a volunteer effort to maintain these trails and every mile gets maintained every year. And we always need more bodies out there doing that. So we get, I'm not on the, retention side of it so i'm not sure how many people i've recruited from these volunteer events i have passed out my number to a bunch of people and i'm active in facebook groups and i'm always like hey please message me if you have any questions we <laughs> yeah. would love to have you <laughs> come on out we can have yeah. another hand yeah 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 i think uh i i recently my son's gotten older enough now that i can start volunteering again so uh, I've done some with a local group. Well, actually, it's not really local. It's in East Texas, but um, you know, and understanding like the dynamics of you know volunteering and just how people are interested, but you know, trying to figure out like what the hook is and getting them to come out. And I, I, I know this is an issue for all volunteer-led organizations yeah. is trying to get people out, and there's so many things to compete compete with their attention. So. Yeah. And that's one of the main focuses of Next Generation Coalition is dealing with our our aging volunteer base in FTA. So uh, that's we're trying to combat that and, and get some younger people. We've had one trail maintenance party that was Next Gen hosted. And now we're going to plan. Uh, we have two more in the works right now. One will be in the fall and one will be um, just around the the through hiker season kickoff. So yeah, we're, we're trying to get those young people out with us. Yeah. So, okay. So since you're so involved in the volunteering is what is, uh, if somebody wants to volunteer for the FTA, um, do they need to have any special training? What can they do if they just want to spend, you know, a weekend over here and there? What's, what would you recommend them do? Yeah. Uh, you need no training at all, just a good attitude. <laughs> uh, there's a place for everyone. That's what I always say. Um, you can get in touch with your local chapter or you can just go to the staff-led events. For the first two and a half years I was involved, I basically just did staff work parties. And then I started getting involved with local chapters and next gen. Um, so with the chapters, there's all sorts of responsibilities that you could help with. There's 
data entry for volunteer hours. If you like repairing small motors, you can help with our equipment. <laughs> like you don't have to love extreme gardening, as I call it. <laughs> um, you don't have to be out there with the chainsaws and everything. Um, yeah, just willing to come out and, and be involved and enjoy Florida. Oh, okay, and, great. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really yeah. good because a lot of people, you know, may want to be involved. They like hiking, but they don't always want to, you know, use a chainsaw or yeah. necessarily camp. And I, I'm learning that there are just a lot of hikers who don't like camping, but they like hiking. And so they like to do other things besides, you know, that aspect of it. Yeah. And so you can always find trail maintenance. That's what the, the chapters are great for because that's local to you. So I live near Lakeland. And my local chapter, they, they took like a two month break over the summer, but they go out every week the whole year and do trail maintenance at, in various places in Polk County and other places. But one of those is Florida trail and green swamp, but then also an FWC property, uh, tenor rock is what it's called. So we maintain trails that aren't just the Florida national scenic trail. So you don't have to camp for that. You can just come out for the morning and have fun with a mower or you can sweep behind where you clear the brush off of the trail. Um, yeah. So you don't necessarily have to camp. Awesome. Perfect. You know, hopefully maybe people will listen and they'll realize like there is a spot for them and they can come out and do yes. something. And I know, like you said, data entry, there's always some kind of <laughs> paperwork <Yes>. management <laughs> to be done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you found the FTA, and I guess that led you to hiking on the Florida Trail and exploring Florida in that manner, since uh, I know you do a lot of different ex explorations in Florida. We'll stick with mm -hmm. FTA for right now. Um, mm -hmm. So what is your first hiking experience on the on the Florida Trail, do you remember? My first was, on the Florida Trail was in Little Big Econ. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, where I was like, oh, orange blazes, or I could be on blue blazes. What's the difference? Oh, this is the Florida Trail. If I keep walking, I'll end up in Pensacola. And uh, so, yeah, that was my first one. And then mostly random day hikes throughout Central Florida. So I grew up in Seminole and Orange County. So uh, it goes like through the metropolitan yes. area there. So <laughs> it's just me wandering around. I'm like, Oh, there's, there's that trail again. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And so after you started volunteering, did you start getting them out, out on the trail more or? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I don't really know why I hadn't backpacked or done overnight camping trips on the Florida trail. I'd mostly, I, I was doing a lot of car camping. So just front country car camping, which like, and Kissimmee Prairie, you can do that and then go hike yeah. on the Florida Trail, which I did. Um, but I really started getting into backpacking in 20, 2017. I, I had seen this place, Havasupai in Arizona. It's oh, in yeah. the Grand Canyon, but not part of the National Park. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go there. I'm like, oh, you can only backpack in or a helicopter, which is expensive. Yes. <laughs> I could not <laughs> afford that. And I was talking to my mom about it. She was like, oh, those permits are so hard to get. And I happened to be home sick with the flu when the permits were available online for the first time ever. So I just bought two permits that I figured out who was coming with me later 
And then asked my mom, like, hey, you want to come with me? So that's when I bought my first backpacking equipment was when I got those permits. And so backpacked around there, went to Zion, uh, Sedona, Grand Canyon. Yeah. And so then I I came back to Florida and I was still doing the car camping. And then I got involved with Florida Trail and I'm like, oh, yeah, I I can backpack here. (laughs) And I... I think my first backpacking trip in Florida was on the ocean to Lake Trail. Oh, which, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just went for it. I'm like, all right, let's go do 61 miles. <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting. So, well, yeah, we can transition to the ocean to lake. So that mm-hmm. that was your baptism by fire uh, in the Florida Trail was the ocean to lake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which so I've come to learn that it's not part of the florida national scenic trail on some older maps it's a little a little jut off spur trail but on the newer maps it's not on there but it is maintained by fta so it's kind of like in my head it's part of it um so yeah and i loved it it was beautiful um it it kept me very engaged because you go through so many different ecosystems there everyone says it's like a condensed little Florida National Scenic Trail because you go through the cypress swamps and the sand dunes and the road walks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the beach. So, yeah. The beach. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you go the right way. That's true. That's the, that's the best way to go is end at the beach. No one wants to end at Lake Okeechobee. <laughs> yeah. I, I know a few people who have and I'm like, why did you do that? It's way better the other way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they have their reasons, but you know. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's called the ocean to lake. I have to do it that way. <laughs> Yeah, lake to ocean just doesn't sound right, but it doesn't make sense to do it. Yeah, the other way. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you had a wet experience on that that trip. So how was I guess yes. how was that? Tell us a little bit about that first trip. That was super fun. <laughs> um, before I went, like two months earlier, as a Christmas present to myself and my mom, I bought a Garmin Inreach. Uh, Cause I was going by myself on this trail. So I had communication outside um, cause I had crappy phone service. Like, mm. I don't know why I always have terrible carriers, but I wasn't getting phone service anywhere. So I was really glad I had the Garmin. So I was looking at like monitoring the Facebook groups for conditions and about a week or two before I went, it was so high. I was watching all the people. They're like, all right, we're starting today. And then they're like, we had to get off trail. The water was up to our shoulders. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I getting into? <laughs> um, so in the the one or two weeks that lapsed before I started, the the water went down a little bit, but it was still so incredibly high. And I was so thankful that I had my trekking poles because when you're going through that water and there's all the cypress knees everywhere, I would have ended up on my face multiple times without my trekking poles <laughs> and the water was so plentiful and it it, it was awesome it was a, a great experience um it really empowered me to to do more solo stuff and to do longer trips um so then when i met who's now my fiance we met in Feb- the end of february of 2021 and in in April, two months later, or like a month and a half later, 
we were backpacking and doing the ocean to lake. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So also trial by fire. <laughs> so you and took him out a second for your second time. It was his yeah. first time. Okay. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And that was his first time backpacking too. Oh, wow. So it was super fun to sort of guide him through that. But it was funny because I was telling him, like, there's water everywhere, like, prepared to go swimming. And then we went, it was so dry. And usually I, I tend to be a little bit uh, choosy about my water sources. My mom worked for the drinking water program of the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. So I always have, she's like the drinking water angel on my shoulder. Like, <laughs> you, you think that's a good place to drink? So uh, um, the previous time when there was water everywhere, I felt pretty good about it. But when it was so dry and you had to drink out of the canals, which I didn't really like it's all the, the agriculture runoff and stuff, I, but there was no other choice. So we did it and we killed our Sawyer squeezes yeah. because there was just so much sediment. We were having to filter out of mud buggy tracks. I have done that. <laughs> I have done that. And it's disgusting. And you're it like, is. well, yeah. <laughs> yep and it's so hot because it's so shallow oh it was terrible but you know my fiance had a great time we're still together <laughs> and you're still alive <laughs> yes yeah yeah no gastric distress or anything so, yeah well that means yeah. the sawyers worked <laughs> yes yes they did thank you yes. local florida company <laughs> you did as well <laughs> so yeah, yeah it was you were the first person i've ever heard say they also got a swamp buggy track of puddle of water before because yes yeah. happened to us and i've never heard anybody else say that all right we're bonding we're yes bonding. that's amazing <laughs> they're like they, they always say like yeah i got these canals a suspect canal and i'm like have you ever pumped from this swamp buggy track because yeah. listen you've never lived until you've done that <laughs> yeah and uh my fiance had this grand idea he wanted to hike the ocean to lake trail in every month not necessarily like every month in one calendar year but just over time like check off every month so we did a, a partial hike in June of 2022, we were supposed to go with Chelsea and Chris Stevens. Oh yeah, but uh, they had something coming come up, so they couldn't come anymore. And we still went down, and we made it 45 miles in, and then we were just like, "Well, we could get off." And <laughs> we walked to uh, the pizza place by Riverbend Park. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were just eating the pizza. We're like. Let's just call an Uber. It's fine. <laughs> we've <laughs> we've seen it before, so we're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Chelsea and Chris, if you're listening to this, I blame you for not for not, not pushing you we, along. Yeah, yeah. So we couldn't complete it. No. Um, but that time, I was happy because he got to see it in like what I consider it's like true form, where it's it's wet, but not as wet as the first time I went. And not as dry as when he first saw it. So, and it was because those cypress strands, they're my favorite thing to walk through. So, uh, walking through them when there's standing water in them, like that's, that's it's my so favorite. Pretty. So, yeah. he finally yeah. got to see that. So, Good. I was happy. Yeah. Awesome. So, wait, what time of year did you hike it the first time? What year, what month was that? February. Okay. And that's yeah. still, that's usually is even a little bit drier in February, but 
Maybe not yeah. that year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was happening. It was February 2020. So it was one of the last oh, big yeah. hoo-hahs before, <laughs> yeah. I, before COVID hit. And then I was inside a lot. So that was, that was kind of nice. Yeah. That's but. good. You got a good, uh, something to look back on and keep you going for like, I want to do this again. And you did. Yeah. So that's good. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I am excited that you've done it so many times and do you have plans to work on some more months uh, to knock off your months? Yeah. Um, one of our other friends, uh, Patrick, he was like, Hey, I want to do ocean to Lake. And I'm like, I'm your girl. We're your couple. Let's go do it. <laughs> uh, so I think he was talking about January, maybe uh, we, we don't have anything set in stone, but yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be good. That's cool. Awesome. I am glad to hear people have good Ocean to Lake hikes. I think it's becoming, especially regionally, like in that part of the state, it's a really popular trail because it's just so accessible and yeah. you don't have to do the whole, you don't have to do the whole thing, but there are so many groups that do and they can go out together and I know running clubs and the FTA. So yeah, I've, I've, I've been spreading the good word for it too. Um, one of the pictures from the hike is like my phone lock screen. So whenever I'm around other outdoorsy people, they're like, what's that? I'm like, let me tell you about this amazing trail in Florida. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Now, did you get yeah. to run in, did you run into anybody else on any, any of those hikes, any other hikers? Um, the first time I did it, I saw a group of three guys, um, and then people in Riverbend and not really no one else. Oh, okay. oh, um, a couple just at the very beginning in Duquois. And I, I believe she's a ranger at Jonathan Dickinson or oh, something. Okay. But I, I posted later, like, I completed it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we saw you. <laughs> so, yeah, it it was awesome. Like. You and you're walking on the road for some of it, so like you're kind of in civilization, you're kind of removed. It's like best of yeah. both worlds. And then when him and I did it the first time, I don't really remember coming across any. Oh, this is one of my favorite stories. When I did it solo the first time, I was in Riverbend Park with my feet propped up on my bag and I'm filtering water. And this middle-aged man comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing? So I'm telling him I'm backpacking it. He's like, who are you with? And I'm like, I'm just I'm by myself. He's like, oh my gosh, I would never let my wife do that. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> ah, go away. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never let my wife do that. Wow. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I mean... I have a suspicion his wife's not the type of person to do that, but you never yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it's not going to be a problem for you, man. But I no. wonder what he doesn't let his wife do otherwise. That's I just... know. that's It's always what I think. And, you know, of course, because I was in Riverbend, so you had like 15 more miles, and I was just like brooding over it. I'm like, yeah, old man, I'm going to do everything and dedicate all my solo hikes to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh man. Sorry. Sorry. All the men listening. I know you're not all bad, yeah. but yeah, don't be this guy. <laughs> yeah. Don't be this guy. <laughs> oh man. So have you gotten down to big Cypress or anything yet to hike on that? Yeah. Trail? Okay. Yeah. Um, we did 
the from the visitor center to the, one of the first camps. It was just a short little day hike. Okay. Um, it was super dry. So I was kind of disappointed because, again, I love walking through the wet cypress. <laughs> so we made it to one of the first first or second camp. I, I can't really recall. And I'm like, all right, let's let's turn around now. I've had enough. <laughs> I'll come back when, when, when it's, it's wet. wet. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably one of the few people who are like, I want to go when it's wet. Most yeah. Most people want dry. And, you know, I think that first, at least at the first camp, I mean, the times I've hiked it, I think generally it can be dryish a lot of the year. And then it gets mm-hmm. wet after that. But, um, yeah, I'm sure sometimes it's some parts of the year. It's definitely wet. So Yeah. It, it worked out nicely, though, for the time. The silver lining is that um, when we were there, we just went on a whim. And it just so happened that Clyde Butcher was at his gallery oh, right down nice. the road. So I got to meet him and my fiance. My fiance had met him previously, but I had never met him. So got to meet him and he signed a, a print for us. So oh, good. That was really cool. Yeah. It was a good time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I know he spends a lot more time in Venice these days. So that's good. You get to see yeah. him out there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, if you ever, when you make it back to Big Cypress, you should do the, the, the old FT from Loop Road to the visitor yeah. center. That's and a really I, I good heard section. it's being maintained now. I, maybe like I heard that sort of questionable sometimes. Yeah. I think there have been a few people maintain it. I don't know the reliability of that, but yeah. 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 It's, it's a pretty section. Yeah. On, on my list next time. <laughs> good. 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 Well, I know you do a lot of other things besides hiking, especially you're very into paddling and stand-up paddleboarding. So maybe is that your first love was doing that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I, so I had been kayaking and not paddleboarding, but kayaking previously, again, high school, college, I went to UCF and they have free kayak rentals on their little lake out there. So you go paddle around. And then I I did couch surfing. Oh, so yeah. that's where you, you host random people and you can also go stay at random people's houses. And whenever I had couch surfers, I would always take them out to go rent kayaks and go paddle with Kaiva. Because if they were coming to Florida and staying at my place for free, they were going to go see real <laughs> Florida. <laughs> so that really got me doing it way more frequently, but I still didn't have my own vessel. And, uh, this, uh, it's an, an organization, a nonprofit called keep Brevard beautiful, mm. and they have a summer cleanup series and you go pick up trash. And I think it was six events over the summer. Yes. And it was every other, every, yeah, every other week. And if you went to all of them at the end, you, your name got to be put in a raffle to win a kayak. And I did two of those. So two consecutive summers. And on the second summer, I won a kayak. Nice. Yeah. After that, it was game over. I was on water all the time and went kayak camping and going out and doing bioluminescence. Um, And my last name is Spring. So (laughs) I very frequently can be found in random Florida Springs across the state. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I really... I got into that uh, 
my mom and stepdad, we growing up, we went to the beach every single Sunday. So I was always a, a water person big time. So it was nice to, to change it up and get in some fresh water, but I've always been, been a big lover of water. So once I had my own vessel and I was out there, um, I expanded my fleet so that I could bring friends out with me nice. <laughs> and they wouldn't have to pay the exorbitant kayak rental prices that some places charge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just started bringing friends out and, and kayak camping is probably like one of my top three favorite things to do because it, it combines my love of camping with paddling. Yeah. So yeah. And it's nice because you can do that in the summer. I mean, you can backpack and camp all the time in summer, but it's just a much more enjoyable way. On the water. <laughs> you yeah. Go, yeah. You can go swimming and then, and then camp. And if you're able to light a fire to keep the bugs away, yeah. we just went kayak camping about two months ago, I think. Um, on Rock Springs Run. So that was really nice. Yeah. So yeah. I was going to ask a couple questions. First was like some of your favorite places to kayak camp. Like, I mean, I know you probably don't want to go away all your secret yeah, spots, all but the, all the goods. Yeah. But um, some that are maybe popular that are, are good places for people to go to. Yeah. So um, I love Rock Springs Run. It, it can be short um, or you can make it longer and go down the Wakaiba River too. But I love camping along Rock Springs. You paddle up the Emerald Cut and then cut back, camp along the way. Um, and I've also kayak camped along the Suwannee River. Um, I've spent, I've done two trips there now, um, two different sections, both with Chelsea and Chris. Yeah, and, I saw them in your and pictures. And other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I can't even remember the sections that we did. I know the first time we launched at Suwannee or Spirit of Suwannee, and then we ended at Suwannee Springs State Park. The second time, where did we end? We started at Suwannee Springs State Park and we ended somewhere. I cannot recall. It was 25 miles down the river though. And we stayed overnight both times at uh, one of the screened-in platform river camps that they have, which are just so much fun. Um, I've actually stayed in them doing trail maintenance with FTA. So that that was a special treat, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we did a Christmas paddle this past Christmas. We paddled Sewanee. Yeah. And it, it was so fun. Um, I, I'm not a big christmas person um and my mom and stepdad live in costa rica so like if they're not in town i'm not going yeah. there like yeah um so it but this we planned it like a month or two in advance and then as it gets closer we're watching the temperatures drop <laughs> like oh my <laughs> gosh it was it was freezing literally yeah my we finally got to the river camp and when we were leaving all the rangers are like y'all are still doing this like they totally thought we were gonna bail and once we finally got to the river camp the sun was going down so i i was getting pretty cold i'm like all right let's get to the camp 
And we finally see it. You have to drag your boat up this huge sand dune. But then you get up and the the camp post there had these inflatable Christmas decorations. Oh. So it was like these three inflatable snowmen. So <laughs> that really lifted our spirits. And most importantly, they had a space heater in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> you can warm up. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, but that was fun. We had a fire and... Um, my contacts froze in their case overnight in our tent. Oh my God. That's how cold it was. Wow. And then in the morning, the camp host made blueberry pancakes for us, Aww. which was, which was such a treat. I it's, loved it. I want to say it's trail magic, but it's paddling magic. Yes. Or, yes, yes. River yeah. magic. <laughs> yeah. It's a river trail. Yeah. It's the wilderness river yeah. trail. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, those are and it's just special memories. And you said, you, you know, you like to get out during Christmas, like, we always like to get out of Thanksgiving. It's like a chunk of time that you mm-hmm. don't have to pay PTO for you. It's yeah, free time yeah. off. So we like, we've always liked camping and we started that kind of when we were in Florida, we, we were away from our family. I think, well, might as well go camping. Let's just well, do yeah, something outside. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, it sounds amazing to be able to spend that time on the river at Christmas. That's a good, yes. good way to spend time. Yeah. If, and it's, I mean, you and your friends and now Chelsea and Chris, they have, a baby on the way yeah. so they're not going to be able to escape for holidays anymore for a while yeah a few years get some swimming lessons and, and yes yeah good. <laughs> um yeah so what the stand-up paddleboarding how often do you do it oh, versus yeah. like kayaking um so over the I'm, summer, I'm interested for myself mostly <laughs> got it got it um over the summer it's definitely way more frequent than the rest of the year uh versus like doing uh hiking um i paddle and the way that my plans end up happening is like one week i'm going paddling three times and then the next two weeks i, I don't have any plans so like they tend to to clump up which is kind of nice because then i can be lazy and just leave my kayak out like I rinse it off and everything but then I don't put it up on the racks yeah and my life vests don't get put in the gear room <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it works out that way um but it I think it averages out to like at least twice a month um we'll paddle out to like a, a beach um like Shell Key or uh and Oh, we do the bioluminescence paddling. Okay. We do that at least twice every bioluminesc- bioluminescence season. It's a hard word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that one is probably my most successful paddle for bringing friends out. Um, I've, I usually organize like huge groups of my friends. None of them know each other. And I'm like, let's go paddle in the dark. Yay. <laughs> So, and then you can bring them all together yeah. under one's shared interest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. super cool that you're out so frequently, you know, whether you're paddling or hiking, volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know I saw you were doing some adventure racing. Is that like a one-off thing or is this yes. something you're getting into? Um, so that's actually how my fiance and I met was oh. volunteering for adventure racing. Um, we were volunteering at, an event called Sea to Sea, which is a 72-hour adventure race that goes across the state of Florida from the West Coast to the East Coast. It usually ends around St. Augustine. And we didn't know each other and then just 
ended up volunteering and it's 72 hours. So you've got lots of time to talk and you're dealing your sleep deprivation and logistics of moving everyone's gear across the state. So it's, it's a pretty good time to bond with people. So we met volunteering for that. Oh, I guess I should explain what adventure racing is. Yeah. I was going to say, I think people might, might or might not know. Go ahead. Maybe. Um, It's like an off-road triathlon is the easiest way to describe it. And you're navigating um, it's orienteering. Mm -hmm. So map and compass only no electronics allowed. And you're finding these orienteering flags in the wilderness. So you're switching between disciplines. Um, it's in Florida, it's typically hiking, trekking, and biking. Um, when you go other plates in the States, it could be uh, whitewater rafting or rappelling. Um, yeah. There's, wow. it could be tons of different disciplines, yeah. but in Florida, those are the main three. And uh, so we're shuttling your gear across the state with you. And then you get to these transition areas and, uh, we have food, we have your gear, you can get in your box and get some snacks. Um, on the C to C, the competitive teams don't typically sleep, um, except for maybe a couple hours. They'll take like an hour nap on the trail. Um, but they're they're going wow <laughs> win. So um the other teams they'll typically set up camp for at least one night and uh sleep overnight and then push on head off to the race yeah Yeah. um but yeah so you're finding those orienteering flags in the in the woods and then you have a it's called like a passport and every orienteering flag has its own stamp and it punches the card also it's a punch card too punch card or passport um and it punches the card in this design so we can tell that you went to that specific spot yeah yeah so it's points and it's also time so you don't have to go to every orienteering flag. Some teams, their only goal is just to make it across the state. And that's totally fine. That's a feat in and of itself. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's how my fiance and I met. And then we, I think like the next week after C to C, uh, we went orienteering because he hadn't done it since the scouts. Mm-hmm. And I was getting into adventure racing. That's why I was volunteering was to see how it all works. And so we went orienteering and then he hadn't paddled in like several years. And I was like, well, we got to fix that. (laughs) And uh, we went and paddled out at Shingle Creek. And then we did our first adventure race together. And it was about a month after we met and I was desperately trying to get him to sign up so that we were two solos mm-hmm. um, because a team, if one person drops out, the whole team is disqualified. But if you're two solos, like you can team up together um, as long as you're not competitive, you know, yeah. um, you can team up together. And then if one person drops, it's fine. But he's like, no, let's just, let's sign up as a team. And so we did that adventure race and it went swimmingly. Um, I'm, I'm very competitive, but mostly like with myself, like, I know I can do better than this. Um, (laughs) So he handled my anxieties very well. And after that, I think it was the next day we went to play Linda Beach at Cape Canaveral. And he's like, so are we dating? What's going on here? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was basically the, the like, 
the pin for it. It was like, this race went well. We, we get along really well, can handle stressful situations. So yeah. And we've been awesome. Happy ever since. And now awesome. we're engaged. Yeah. So, that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's good. Because oh, some, I'm sorry, I would say sometimes there's just couples that are one is the adventurous one and there's one at home that doesn't like doing all that. So it's good that there's all yeah. compatible. And that, and that was like a necessity for me. Um, I, I needed someone who could go and do all these, all these fun, maybe crazy things. So yeah, we've done other races since then, but honestly, probably like 75% of our adventure racing time is still volunteering. I think it's kind of like a special place in our hearts since that's how we met. Yeah. Giving back. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So besides adventure racing, I know you do some traveling outside of Florida, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anywhere you've gone recently that you want to talk about at all? I know you've, you, you, I know you've been a lot of places. So <laughs> Yeah, I have. I've been so many places that I love so much. Basically any new place I go to, I'm like, this is the best place I've ever been. I love it. <laughs> um, I, oh man, I love, we went to Maine in October and we went to Acadia and it was, so it was like leaf peeper season and that it was so beautiful. I loved Acadia. Um, not so recently, probably like four years ago, I went to Crater Lake and oh, that nice. is truly one of my favorite places on this planet. Um, like I mentioned before, my mom and stepdad live in Costa Rica. So I've been there about eight times and that's really nice because now that I've been there so often, we're really doing like off the beaten path things. Oh, so yeah, yeah. we'll go and, uh, we, my fiance and I just went, it was his first time out of the country and, uh, we did this hike to a waterfall. And so we hiked up to it. We swam in it for like an hour and a half. Didn't see a single other person and then hiked back out to lunch at the, the property owner, their little yeah. hotel. I say that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean, but yes. Yeah. Um, so those are those are my favorite things. I also, for my 30th birthday, we hiked, my mom and I hiked Chiripo, which is the tallest mountain in Costa Rica. Okay. It's 12,500 oh, feet. Wow. And yeah, and that's the highest I've ever hiked. And so we started off at the base and you have to stay overnight at their base camp. So hiked up and you stay two nights and then you summit on the, the day in between. And, uh, the permits are kind of hard to get for that and it's hard to navigate yeah. that that permit system in yeah. Costa. Um so we we went the the less traveled route because all the other permits were taken for so the more popular one. And that was a tough hike. <laughs> it was also really cold and rainy up near the, the, summit, the yeah. summit. Yeah. And so it we got to our to the base camp and we're just stripping all of our clothes off like I could not get my dry clothes out of my bag fast enough I dumped everything out and we're just like okay all right all right I guess we'll go eat dinner now like, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah and which is funny because it's Costa Rica most people think like jungles and beach but yeah yeah elevation elevation will get you yeah yeah <laughs> so how many people you said like 
you had trouble getting permits. So how many people are hiking that mountain? Is it very popular? It's there are very few permits is what it is. Costa Rica has done a wonderful job of uh, conservation with their, their public lands. Um, I don't remember. I, I wish I had thought to look this up before, um, but above a certain elevation in Costa Rica, no one's allowed to own it. It's considered public property. Oh, nice. And yeah. And um, all their national parks, like they just have preserved so much space and they really, they do a, a great job stewarding it. So they really limit the, the impact that people can have. Okay. So and, I guess the people who get the permits, are they mostly like, you know, white Americans or are they, are they local Costa Ricans or Central Americans going down there? I you know? believe... Um, so at base camp, it, I just don't know what you, maybe were, who you yeah. saw too, while you were there. Um, well on the hike, because of the route that we took, we saw zero people. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at base camp, obviously the other people are there and, uh, there were not very many people speaking English. Oh, okay. Um, m- most of it was Spanish. It's kind of hard to get to, so it's not like a very easy tourist destination. Okay. Um, I mean, that's good that it's not overrun with tourists. I know it's great to have tourism, but also it's nice for like, you know, the locals to actually be able to use their own. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's awesome. That's exciting that you have that access and getting to see Costa Rica that way. That's really cool. Yes. I love it. And, but it's hard because everyone's like, oh, you've been to Costa Rica so much. What should I do? And I'm like, uh, everything. (laughs) where do you want to go i've been all over i can't help (laughs) we've only been once it was part of a summer school at sea thing we did when we were like 18 and so we went to a bunch of different ports in south america and central america but i think we spent like two days in costa rica and we did a whitewater rafting uh tour and so i have very vague memories of that and this is like the late 90s like 1998 so oh, wow. so we have like you know film photos like f- like two or three things and then i'm like well i guess i just rely on my memory for the rest of my life yeah on some of this but i would love to go back just knowing how cool costa rica really is yeah that's cool that you got to go in the 90s i'm sure a lot has changed a lot has changed since i've been going so yeah. i'm sure a lot has changed since well then. and i think and I'd, i i couldn't even probably tell you the river name i might be able to figure it out if i really looked on a map but they were talking about that that, that river was going to be dammed up for hydropower or something at some point oh but, wow so i don't know if it ever happened but that was even a thing that i knew could potentially happen to where we yeah were, so cool yeah. You snuck in that experience. I did. It yeah. wasn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So going back to Florida a little bit and, and I guess we could actually make this for anywhere you've been, but what are some of your coolest mm-hmm. wildlife encounters in Florida and maybe, maybe beyond? All right. Um, coolest wildlife encounters. So I love snakes. So I, and I don't, I don't always handle them if they're non-venomous just because I try not to always interfere with wildlife. But I was practicing orienteering at uh, Lake Apopka and I had a, I did terrible. So I was kind of in a bad mood and I was biking back to the trailhead and there was a rough green snake along the trail. And 
I was just so excited that like made my day a thousand percent better. So I jumped off my bike and grabbed it. It's just the tiniest little snake and I have the cutest pictures of it. Yeah. Um, So yeah, anytime I go outdoors, I'm looking for a snake and that's my fiance is always like, Oh, you saw your snake for the day. (laughs) um, Those are some of my favorite encounters uh, on the ocean to lake trail. On this last time we did it, the most recent time, we we were stopping and it was around dusk and we were filtering water, getting absolutely torn up by mosquitoes. So I'm like dancing while trying to like hold bottles and stuff while he squeezes. And um, and there was this tiny gator. It was like two to three feet, but it kept coming towards us. And so I kept having to like stomp it away. And I've never had an experience like that with a gator. It was so weird. I, I just figured it was like a, a rebellious teenager gator. It's really very curious about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was like two or three times at least that I had to chase it away from us. It got within feet of us. Um, I've seen quite a few bears in Ocala National Forest. And uh, we saw a bear in Loxahatchee Slough on the Ocean to Lake Trail, which was apparently pretty notable yeah it's uh, not they're not super common over that way yeah yeah and I had no idea and it was funny because we were hiking I'm like oh bear scat and then like 30 seconds later we're like bear Bear. (laughs) (laughs) and so I posted that in the Loxahatchee Florida Trail Facebook group and everyone's like what like that blew up and I had no idea that that was such a a special moment like I always appreciate wildlife but I didn't know that it was it was so rare because I got spoiled by Ocala National Forest where I see a bear like every other time I'm out there (laughs) um and in the Grand Canyon an elk licked my elbow what (laughs) (laughs) I which isn't a great indicator because it means they're habituated to humans, but I didn't do anything. I was just standing still and it came up to me and licked oh my, my elbow. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't think of no, those any are, other like close ones, but those yeah. are cool. Yeah. I mean, and I think people like to gloss over those smaller encounters like your snakes or, <laughs> Or even just like insects, like seeing cool butterflies. I think those are always elevate the hike, even if especially you're in a bad mood or something like that. Yeah. Okay. This is nice. This is why I'm here. And it it makes it a little bit nicer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I was all through all of our conversation here. Like what is your profession? I guess I should say. My profession. Yeah. I right now (laughs) am not working. Okay. I help my fiance do surveying stuff. I referee girls lacrosse. Um, I'd been doing that for like seven years, but then when I moved to it near Lakeland with my fiance, the lacrosse isn't as popular over there as in like Orlando, Seminole County area. Um, So if I were to referee in Polk County, I'd be driving over to Tampa or driving into Orlando, which driving I four in rush hour like every day for two months i could not mentally handle that okay (laughs) um and before that i've had various jobs right now i'm doing a lot of volunteer work and trying to 
um, network and get into paid outdoor industry. Okay. Well, that's what I was wondering because just because of all your interests of volunteering, you mentioned mm -hmm. like liking snakes. I thought maybe you had like a mm -hmm. biology or outdoor position. So that's why I was curious. Yeah. I would love it. If anyone listening to this is hiring, <laughs> <laughs> call me. <laughs> yes. yes. Awesome. No, that's really good. I mean, I mean, all of the stuff you do, I mean, it's got to, it counts for something, hopefully, for yeah. somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes you happy. So that's always the best part. Absolutely. Um, and that, it's also hard. So my fiance's schedule, it's super flexible. It's him and his dad who own, it's their company. Okay. So he can take off whenever. And that's a super important thing for me too, which a lot of places don't really offer. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody so, uh, likes to, uh, yeah, you can't go hike for three days. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, trying to find a flexible thing that I enjoy. Cause I, I also worked at department of environmental protection and that was, I was working a desk job and did not enjoy the desk part of it and then i was going to school for uh sport and exercise science and i was working at a physical therapy clinic which i loved and then i realized that our healthcare system is really crappy and it made me so upset having to deal with insurance companies that i was like maybe i don't want to be part of this so just trying all the things yeah no you know what you might try to do is I, because of the company I work for, I do environmental consulting, but we have, sometimes we get these big projects and we have to hire outside biologists because we just can't fill, we just don't have, you know, a lot of people we have full time. So we hire outside yeah. people temporarily. And I know yeah. that there are temporary jobs out there that, you know, a lot of, especially a lot of hikers, a couple of hikers I know who would work like, you know, six months of the year doing a field survey and then they're t off hiking the rest of the year. So you might yeah. look into that. At, I mean, yeah, there may be something like that in Florida. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> could totally be down for that. Yeah, because then <laughs> you would have the flexibility and then you could take the jobs whenever you want. So. Yeah. And go outside and yes, yes. be out of nature, which, yeah. Yes, so perfect. Um, yeah. So do you have any upcoming trips or goals for the next, you know, six months to a year for hiking upcoming trips. in the outdoors? Right. Yeah. I I'm currently on a trip. I'm sitting outside of a brewery in Missoula, Montana, um, volunteering for American hiking society. I'm co-leading a trail maintenance trip out here. So this, I kind of plan like truly one trip at a time. Um, our next trip is in North Carolina in October. My fiance's brother is getting married up there. And then the following weekend, I'm getting my woofer recertification. Oh, yeah. And, okay. Yeah. yeah the wilderness yeah. first responder. So uh, we're just staying up there for that whole week. So we'll get a lot of hiking in there. Probably not anything overnight, but a lot of day hikes. I haven't spent a ton of time in like North western north carolina so i'm really excited to explore around boone yeah and stuff um and that otl trip in january yeah 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 I talked to patrick about that our <laughs> biggest trip uh my fiance and i are 
are eloping in New Zealand in March 2025. So that's that's my main goal is to start planning and coordinating all of those permit logistics for that and making sure that uh, all the puzzle pieces line up perfectly so that we can get as much trekking in as possible while we're there. Awesome. Yeah. So how long are you going to try to be down there for? Probably about a month. Okay. I'm going to push for longer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know how much of the, I'm going to just say the TA, if you were planning to do any of that, I can put you in contact with someone who has hiked it. She's been on the podcast, but um, okay. She'll probably tell you all the tips and tricks for that yeah, if you're interested. I'm definitely interested in that. I've primarily been looking at their, um, the, what is it called? Like the Great Walks of yeah. New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So like the Milford Track, uh, the Ableman, something like that. I don't know. A bunch yeah. of them. Where I'm like, <laughs> oh man, we have to do all this. And my fiance, his main love is cycling so we're also going to fit in like a little bike tour in there so you know really i need like three months yeah yeah (laughs) i think anytime you're going to new zealand or australia or something like that it's got to be it can't be a week or two it's got to be no absolutely not with that flight time oh my goodness (laughs) you might as well spend at least a month yeah that's awesome that's good and you got plenty of time to plan so yes exactly yep well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. And, you know, and I forgot mm-hmm. you were in Montana and I was like, man, she's not sweating and she's in Florida outside. <laughs> yeah. I was very confused. And Claire, Claire, rem- remembered that now. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it, it's actually hotter than I expected. It's been in the 90s here, which I thought I was going to get a rest from the Florida heat. Yeah. Um, it's just a dry heat instead. So, yeah. um. Yeah. And there's some like wildfires going on mm-hmm. while we've been sitting here talking. I'm right next to the smoke jumper base, which oh, wow. is like the wildland firefighters. It's an active base. And I watched one of their helicopters with the hose hanging down coming in to oh, refuel. Wow. I watched it come to land. I'm like, oh, gosh. But yeah, the the fires started about uh, two days ago. And when I first got here, it was pretty clear. But now the the mountains surrounding Missoula are, are kind of, kind of smoky. So yeah. we'll see how this trip goes. We're, we're backpacking in like nine miles. It's an hour South of Missoula and the, the Selway Bitterroot Wilderness, which okay. is the largest continuous wilderness in the lower 48. Um, we're backpacking in and spending six nights and that's our base camp. And then we're going to go out from there and do trail maintenance all around that oh, area. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Big Creek Lake. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm jealous. You're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for, you know, taking the time to chat before you go on this awesome excursion. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Do you want to tell people where they can follow you on social media? Because I know they're going to want to see all your cool spring photos. Yeah, sure. You can find me on Instagram at searching for spring. Um, Yeah, that's 
that's where I post the majority of my stuff. So I'm always delayed in my posts. So if I am posting about bioluminescence in like September, don't come at me, okay? <laughs> I think we'll forgive you. It's okay. Yeah. Yes. We should all be less instant and more in tune to being outside anyway. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for having me. This was yeah. so great. Thank you. Yeah. That's it for my conversation with Hattie Spring. Show notes for the episode can be found at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com where you can find information on where to find Hattie on social media and other topics highlighted in our conversation. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider sharing the Orange Blaze podcast with your fellow hikers. And until next time, happy hiking.